92.7 ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is The Jeff Ward Show. Hey, welcome to our little show. Here's the way it works. I riff on stuff and you respond. Pretty straightforward. Here you go, the numbers. You'll need them. 512-834-1027. It's 512-834-1027. You can follow me on Twitter or X or whatever we call it this week. It's at Jeff Ward Show. If you want to post comments on Twitter or X or whatever we call it this week, you can do so. Just get to the point. Please don't suck. Do what you can to make the show better. Subscribe to the podcast as well. The Jeff Ward Show podcast is dropped each afternoon. Check it out. Also, the YouTube channel as well. Even though I look like Shrek in front of a weird wall, uh, the YouTube channel is dropped each afternoon. Subscribe to it. It's the Jeff Ward Show on YouTube. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. The Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Round one playoff meltdown was epic. Even by Cowboys standards of meltdowns, it was epic. Let's have some historical perspective on this epic meltdown. The last time Dallas was as well positioned, I guess that's the best way I can put it, the last time that Dallas was as well positioned for a deep playoff run, they beat Brett Favre, I said it, and the Packers on their way to the Super Bowl to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bill Clinton was then president. I believe gas was under $1.50 a gallon. And Barry Switzer was the head coach of the Cowboys. Yeah, that should bring it home for you. Uh, The Dallas team that entered the playoffs as the best, this past Dallas team, entered the playoffs as the best, and I think, you have to underline this, healthiest playoff team in 29 years. That's 29 years. And it was one of the three or four most talented teams in the NFL going into the playoffs. I've said it dating back since, you know, August of this past year. So it's a team with a quarterback having his best season of his career. He'll likely finish in the top two in the MVP race for good reason. They had a league-high 16 straight home wins, nine players. To tell you how good the Dallas roster is, was, however you want to frame it, nine players on the All-Pro Bowl list in some capacity. That's the most of any NFL team. No seven seed, that would have been the Green Bay Packers, no seven seed had knocked off a two seed in the playoffs. The Packers were, and I hate to say this because I hate the overuse of the word, but they were literally the youngest team in the NFL. I think there might be the youngest playoff team in NFL history. Blah, 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 right? There's just historical perspective to bring it all around. Uh, Dak Prescott, I've got to say this, he really is the most loyal company man that I can think of. He did what he always does, um, and he, he owned it. He owned his mistakes, he goes out of his way to own his mistakes. After the game, after the loss to the Packers, the blowout loss to the Packers, usual stand-up guy, he said, I sucked. I sucked tonight. Yes, he did. I don't think as bad as a lot of other people on that roster, but yeah, he did. He's now 2-5 and five in the playoffs, and he had, what, two first-half interceptions. 
Dallas got smoked in the first half by Green Bay, the youngest team in the NFL, a seventh seed. 27-0, they're rolled 27-0 in the first half. So then he did what he always does. Stands up there and takes it. He owns it. He defended his coach, which he always does. He said something like, quote, winning, it's all about winning and winning in the playoffs. Like this guy has complete and total perspective of where he is. He has total perspective of the Dallas franchise. He gets it. He gets it. Say what you want about him. He gets it and he owns it. So he had no idea or answer why Dallas got blasted the way they did. I, d- I think people have lost sight. Well, maybe not. But I think people, some people have lost sight of the fact that they're down 48-16 going into the fourth quarter. Okay? 48-16. So Dak Prescott throws himself, as he always does, under the bus. He should have. He wouldn't do it, but he should have. I'll do it for him. It's not that difficult. He should have tossed his entire defense under that bus, too, because they were chewed up in the run game again. Again. Dallas was trash. They were trash. You know, choked... Choked is an overused term in sports. It really is. It's just like the go-to thing all the time. I choked, they choked, they choked. I think it means the moment is too big, you vomit on your shoes, something like that. That's what choking is. You just can't handle the moment. So one of the few times when I can say a team choked, if you want the textbook example of choked, Dallas getting blasted by Green Bay is the perfect definition of choked. I don't know of another answer. I don't know of another another way to put it. They were completely thrown off by the moment, and I have no idea why, neither do they. So the result now is the best Dallas roster in 29 years is really when you break it down, it's no different than if the coach was, oh, I don't know, Jason Garrett or Wade Phillips or Dave Campo or even the great Chan Gailey. The results are always the same. It doesn't matter. Insert the coach. It doesn't matter. The results don't change. I will say this for all those coaches. Wade Phillips, Jason Garrett, Dave Campo, Chan Gailey. I mean, there's probably somebody in there. You know, that mix of nondescript coaches, right? They had an excuse. Almost No, each and every one of them had an excuse. Every coach since Barry Switzer has had a really good excuse why they were a flame out in the playoffs, if they made it at all. Each one of them could say, and if you look back on it, each one of them could honestly say, they're just not very good. It's not a very good roster. They didn't belong there in the first place. That is the absolute truth for most, if not all, of the coaches since Barry Switzer back in 95. Every one of them could say, that roster's just not that good. There was no reason... To expect those teams, you know, coached by the legends like Dave Campo and Chan Gailey and Wade Phillips, blah, blah, blah. There was no reason to expect them to go anywhere in the playoffs. And it really wasn't the coach's fault, but all of them got whacked, of course. They They got fired. Usually pretty short term runs for each and every one of them. They were all doomed, though, to be honest. They were all doomed by Jerry Jones, the roster builder. 
None of those coaches had a chance because they were set with the Jerry Jones roster. They really have no chance. Not mumbling Mike McCarthy. Mm-mm. No, mumbling Mike doesn't have an excuse. Mike, mumbling Mike doesn't have a single excuse. Zero. All those other coaches could say they wouldn't, but they could. I just I didn't have a roster. I didn't have any players. Mumbling Mike had the healthiest, best man-for-man roster. One of the three best in the NFL. But he, Mumbling Mike had the best roster of any Cowboys coach since Bill Clinton was president. He has no excuse. There had not been, there had not been a better setup for a Cowboys coach since Switzer won a Super Bowl in 1995. And I said 1995. And that is the truth. Argue this point with me. Go ahead. I, it's a challenge for everyone. I like my chances here, but argue this point with me. This is the most epic flameout, choke job, meltdown, dumpster fire, whatever you want to use. It is the most epic failure of the Jerry Jones ownership era. Argue that. Go ahead. I don't know what else it would be. I mean, to be honest, I don't really even think there's anything that comes close, but if you want to argue it, go ahead. It's the worst of the Jerry Jones ownership era. There. So, I don't know. I feel like I'm just stating the obvious, but now what? Now what? Should Mumbling Mike be fired? Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but that's not all there is, right? There, that's, I mean, that's really, I don't know what all that's going to do. Because I think, and I'm not excusing him. Trust me, I'm not. Um, yeah, he should be fired. It, it you know, should have happened already. It, I assume that it will. But let me give you what I think is the realistic way of looking at the Dallas franchise right now. Then you can insert whatever you would like. But I think the reality, first, the reality is it's the healthiest and best roster since 1995. There. Okay? The Pro Bowl numbers back it up. And the thing is, is that they were incredibly healthy. There's really not any excuses. I mean, they've lost one really, really good player, and that was back in August. So here's where I think the Dallas franchise is right now. And the window for Dallas... Whoever the coach is, mumbling Mike, or doesn't doesn't matter. It's a one to two year window. It's one year, I think, two years tops. One to two years. And then the thing has to be blown up. The options for Dallas, and this is I, I to be fair, I think it's why Jerry Jones is completely thrown off. One, there is the realization that I'm old, I'm probably never gonna see anything close to this again. And I think the guy is legitimately devastated. I do think he's probably shocked. I mean, anyone that knows anything about football that looked at that roster with nine Pro Bowl players, you don't get boat raced at home 27-0 to the youngest team in the NFL. They did. So now, now, it's really complicated for Dallas. Because it's a one-year, maybe two-year window. So you either try to get the most out of the next year or two, or you blow the whole thing up and rebuild. And if you were 105 years old like the owner, that's probably not that appealing. That's where they are in reality. 
Yes, it was. You, know, you can go over and over and over again. The epic flameout. I, I think it's the biggest flameout of his ownership era. But then once you're done with that, and I think this is really hitting the old guy. Once you're done with that, you have to ask yourself, well, what do I do? Do I do I play for a year? Do I play for maybe two? Or do I go in and say, just blow the thing up? And blowing the thing up means you got to figure out what to do with some expensive players. Do I blow it up and try to fix it as fast as possible and, 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 get, and get back on track in three to four years? Or milk the next year or two for all you can. And there's a reason why I bring that up a few different ways, because I think it matters about who the next coach is. And yes, I'm assuming Mumbling Mike gets fired. If you assume otherwise, I would really like you to make a case in two sentences or less why you would not fire that guy. I'd love to hear it. But that's just feelings. You know, that's just, I got to whack you because I have to whack you. What are you going to do about the next year or two? Um, and even then, I mean, I'm being generous because the, 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 the odds, the law of averages are that even if you're a team with nine Pro Bowl players like Dallas, even if you're a team that is that loaded in that many spots, including a field goal kicker that was great until, well, you know, like the rest of the team that melted down over the weekend. But you can't be that healthy again. You cannot, the law of averages is against you that your team is going to be that healthy and that fresh for the playoffs and that good. So they got one to two years or blow it up in three to four years. Feel free to disagree all you want. But economics and law of averages say that one to two years is all he has. So what does the old man do? What does the old man do? Is Bill Belichick the answer? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe. It's a better gig for Bill Belichick than any other job right now in the NFL except for maybe Philadelphia, and their coach is going to get whacked too because they're a total dumpster fire themselves. So I can make an argument that as Bill Belichick looks at the landscape and says, you know what, I just need to get my wins so I can go and be at the top of a, of a list, right? And I don't blame him for that. Dallas is the best chance to do that because, look, that guy's not coaching three, four, or five years. Why would he? You tell him, here's a year or two, go get your wins. Then this whole thing is going to be a real mess. So the problem for Dallas, if you're looking at, well, yeah, Belichick kind of makes sense, Ward. You're right. He's old. The owner's old. They don't have a whole lot of time. They, they've, only got, they've only got a year or two. He's got once a year or two. That's all he wants. It makes a lot of sense. It makes more sense for Bill Belichick than probably any other spot. If you're Mike Vrabel or Jim Harbaugh, I mean, a year or two, I mean, that's – it, it doesn't take much to look at Dallas and go, man, it's time. It's going to catch up with you. That window is going to slam shut on this team. I don't need that. I want to be in the NFL another four or five years. That's the way Harbaugh and Vrabel have to look at it. There's only one person walking around that says, I want a job for a year or two. And I really don't want to do a heck of a lot except some fix some stuff. Yeah, there's Dallas. And the only person that works for – would be Bill Belichick. The problem that Dallas is going to run into, first of all, they're in shock. Second of all, the old the owner's 110 years old. Um, I don't know if you recover as a franchise. I mean, heck, it's been 29 years. 
I don't know if you really recover from this kind of beatdown, this kind of embarrassment. There's no way to spin it, right? There's no, they don't, they don't have an excuse. They probably really are shocked. The only person that makes sense for is Bill Belichick, but then you've got this issue. The worst thing could have happened if you really think that Bill Belichick should be the coach of the Cowboys is, well, another NFC East team is just as bad. They're a full-on psychotic mess. The Eagles. That might be a better gig than Dallas. It might be. So if you have a better idea, what would that be? Well, if you have a better idea than what Jerry Jones can and can't do, what would it be? Knowing where he is in life. And right now, the fact that he's in full-on shock. What else, what else do you do? I, somebody might make an argument to keep mumbling Mike. I don't think you can. I don't think it's the right thing to do. I don't think it's the right message to send to your franchise. I don't see any reason to do that. But I don't know. I know it's going to sound crazy. I don't know. Jim Harbaugh wouldn't want no part of that job because anyone could see it's just a year or two, Jerry. That's it, and then you guys are going to really suck. So what's the best idea? What's the best plan for Jerry Jones? Because I'm thinking right now, he doesn't have one. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. Jeff Ward Show podcast where the aliens are gonna come and get you. On 102.7 ESPN. Now back to the Jeff Ward Show. All right, here you go. Here's the <laughs> I just uh take a look at Twitter or X or whatever we're supposed to call it this week. Um you're all over the place for good reason. So here's a decent montage. I think first up is mumbling Mike McCarthy. Is it all Mike's fault? No, no, it's not. But it's not good enough. Sorry, you you have you have to get you have to get fired. You have to. I'm sure there are legal reasons not to say I'm walking out right now. I can't believe what's happened here. I quit. I'm fired. Whatever you want to call it. But he's not doing so. Is there a point in the game where you just thought your team was flat and couldn't no, come out of it? We were flat. There was energy. There was, you know, they made more plays than we did. Um, so, I mean, the big play production was mine. We're minus three at halftime, and you know, we just, you know, we didn't, we didn't make enough. You know, we didn't get, didn't get the stops, and you know, didn't, didn't, you know, didn't get it to a two-score game quick enough. But um, so, you know, turnovers, you know, all the things we did. Like I said, uh, we we didn't uh, we did not play to. To our, to our capabilities, um, the way we've been playing, particularly at home, uh, and we're disappointed. Think this could lead to a, a coaching change? Um, I think the biggest thing is, you know, we're we're disappointed. Um, I got a whole whole team in the in the locker rooms. It's that's hurting, and uh, that's you know, I, I haven't thought past you know the outcome of this game. Now you know why I call him Mumbling Mike. What? Nice, nice parade of cliches there, Coach. Well played. And then I assume by now everyone knows <laughs> the worst thing that could have happened to Jerry Jones and Mumbling Mike was for an aging Jimmy Johnson to go on an epic rant himself. Well, first of all, I, I can't say what I would 
say now on television. <laughs> but I'll just say this. Every single one of you, you know how hard we've worked. I don't need to have people pointing the fingers one thing or another. You get your rear end in there and you play the way you know how to play. We can win the game. We're going to open it up. We're going to go fast tempo. Defense, get after Jordan Love. You can't give him that much time. You do what you're supposed to do. We'll win this game. All right. Well, see, here's one giant difference between Jimmy Johnson and Jimmy Johnson coach teams and mumbling Mike and Jerry Jones, and that is, you see, Jimmy Johnson's teams probably would not have waited the better part of, oh, I don't know, like 56 minutes, you know, to spot the other team 27 zip at the half or 48-16 going in the fourth quarter. I'm pretty certain his teams would have started that way and not waited around. He would, that guy would never let that happen. No way. No chance. It didn't happen that way. And then he's become one of my favorites. And, I, and I, this was my feeling as I'm watching this game, is I know people are going to say it's about Dak Prescott. And yes, he threw two picks. And yes, it was a problem. And yes, you, you know, you got to own the playoff failures and all that stuff. But this is, once again, more about defense. So Rex Ryan, who increasingly I find entertaining and sharp, and cutting and to the point, he's on ESPN and he's exactly right. Look at it, Dak Prescott's numbers here on this game. 41 out of 60, Rex. Yeah. F- 403 yards. Don't you dare blame Dak Prescott for this game. <laughs> what do you mean? No, the defense stunk. I don't care. How- Dak Prescott, I and I get it. Dak only threw for 403 yards, rushed for 45 yards. It's Dak Prescott's fault. The hell it is. This defense stunk. And and that's that's you want to why they lose why they look like crap why they get out coach I don't know but point to the defense period it, period it Brady. was excru- why in the hell Uh-oh. out of fifty four <laughs> snaps offensive snaps yeah. are you playing six plus DBs on forty eight of them when a team's running the ball down your throat say that again they had fifty four offensive snaps they had six defensive backs on the field for forty eight of the fifty four six plus yeah for forty eight of the fifty four snaps you don't do that when you're getting your brains kicked in yeah all right running the football how about we put bigger personnel on the field how about we try to uh, run blitz anything besides just taking an ass kick Th- that's exactly so this morning I wish you all could have been in our meeting this morning Rex was so frustrated oh. with their lack of adjustment uh, that he was actually drawing up stuff yeah. plays for me I have, it might as well have been drawing from the wall of a cave I have no idea what it was at one point I had to ask him which side was the offense and which side was the defense but, but the point is Nick that even I yeah. as a fan I'm sitting there going do something adjust in some way because they were just getting it shoved down their throat the entire yeah, I mean, look, here's the thing is you go back uh, and take a look at Dallas. The problems, the problems, and, and, and the games that got away from them, got away from them in a very similar way. Rex Wine is exactly right. I mean, look, first of all, you're at home, and you can't, you can't line up and say, you know, if this dude Jordan Love torches us, so be it. What you can't have happen is exactly how they've lost the games they've lost. And that is a team lines up, and Micah Parsons is a non-factor, and they just run right at him. It's not, this was an aberration. It looked a lot like how they got rolled by the Cardinals. 
And he's exactly right. You know, for Dan Quinn to being such a genius, what was that? I mean, you don't you don't play that game by saying, you know, our big fear is you act like you're playing it's Brady or something. You're just loading up the field the field with defensive backs. And then you just got gashed. I mean, just old school, they ran it right at your face, just like your other losses. He's exactly right. That's all I could think of as I'm watching that game. You know, there's a if somebody throws it over your head and completes enough passes to beat you that way, so be it. There are guys in the league that can do that. There are guys in the league you should be afraid of to do that. Jordan Love is not on that list. What you can have happen is your team just get run on at will and the game gets away from you. They shorten the game and you're screwed. Oh, I don't know, stuff like 27 zip happens at the half. That is on coaching, and that is on how you build your defense. But that's he was he was exactly right. You get so sick of hearing that it's all the quarterback, all the quarterback. That's not how they've been losing this year. That's not why they're sitting at home the rest of the way. Their quarterback is not the reason. People don't want to hear that, but that's just a fact. And I hear a lot of people saying, "Oh, they you know they weren't that good." That's not true. They had nine Pro Bowlers. What more? Like, what other metric do you need to find out if you have talent? That's what makes their blowout loss even worse. They, they're not a team that you know, they're not Tampa Bay. They didn't like sneak their way in the playoffs and then really started playing well. They didn't sneak up anybody. I don't think the Packers have eighty Pro Bowlers. I don't think so. None, zero. Dallas had more than anyone in the league. I'll say it again. What exactly do you do now? Make sure you check out the Jeff Ward Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.